0: Welcome to Friend and Foe. Friend and Foe exist to give voice to the real conflict and distress people are feeling about the ways that the current political divide in the U.S. is affecting personal relationships. In January of 2021, I spoke with Alexander, who is a recent college graduate. Alexander's parents immigrated to the U.S. from Mexico, and Alexander grew up in Southern Oregon, which is known to be a conservative area. Alexander's parents are themselves conservative-leaning, and Alexander started college with the conservative viewpoints of his family. I asked Alexander what he thought we could do about the increasing polarization in our country, and I think his answer is one we can relate to. There's an idea of what we should do, and then there's what we actually do, because these are such hard conversations to have.
1: Well, I was born and raised in Southern Oregon, and I don't think a lot of people know that it's like super conservative, pretty much like all of Southern Oregon. Um, and so I never really, well, I knew I could tell the difference between like right and wrong, but it wasn't until I moved to Portland where I started hearing like both sides more, more clearly. Cause when I was living in Southern Oregon, my parents were a little, a little conservative and then all like the, my classmates and from like high school and then like the community college I was in, they were like super, super conservative. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember this one kid dressed up as the Confederate flag for Halloween. Like, that was his costume in high school. I didn't even know what the Confederate flag was because everyone didn't seem to mind it. But this one girl, I remember her, she was like, that is super offensive. I was like, why? Because <laughs> I didn't even know what the Confederate flag was. So I think later that day when I got home, I, like, Googled it. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, read it. And I was like, he, for real, dressed up as the Confederate flag. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, like, teachers didn't say anything about it. Except for that one girl. I think she went up to like our English teacher and he didn't say anything. I did face a lot of like, I guess, discrimination, for lack of a better word, because I was like the only brown kid from kindergarten to middle school. It wasn't until eighth grade I met another brown person, but he was like super whitewashed. Like he didn't know Spanish or anything at all. I only had to hang out with like white people. Yeah, I always tell people, like, when I moved to Portland, I became more Mexican (laughs) just because even my own, like, cousins, they were super whitewashed. Like, a lot of them had a lot of, like, conservative ideals just because, like, everyone around them. And, like, me myself, like, I could have been easily conservative. My uncles and aunts, like, they were super conservative. They they come from a very conservative part of Mexico also. And they really tried their hardest to, like, assimilate all of us into this uh, American, United States, like, culture and identity. And that's why my parents even named me Alexander because my original na- original name was supposed to be Joaquin, but mm-hmm. they changed it to Alexander because they thought the little white kids wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Even then, I feel like my own like identity was like whitewashed because of that. And then I'm like I'm like light skinned too, so <laughs> I could easily go as like white passing also. So that has the I have a lot of privilege in that too.
0: It's interesting to hear all of this about your background. You know, we, we've we known each other, but I don't know that I got to hear that kind of story from you. And I think of you as an activist. So it is surprising to hear that you felt like you yourself could have gone conservative. Now now that you've been through uh, college and, and you're li- you've lived in Portland and everything, do you have conflicts now with your parents over politics or how does that work?
1: So, yeah, I would like butt heads with them. And even in 2016, when the first uh, presidential election was happening between Clinton and Trump, uh, this one cousin I have, like, she was like, she had the MAGA hat and everything. I was like, whoa. So, yeah, she was like super pro-Trump. She was saying, build the wall, build the wall. And I was like, but you're as Mexican as can be, so I don't understand. (laughs) Because I remember that was like, that's how Trump started his whole campaign, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. Mexicans are rapists, And I mentioned to one cousin, because he asked me who I was voting for. And I told him that Clinton, I remember he got into a fight with me because he's like, Clinton wants to take away our guns. My uncle, he overheard that and he was like, well, when you live in the streets alone because your parents got deported, at least you have your guns to take care of you. (laughs) Yeah, it just kept me conflicted. I was like, he's saying all this stuff about us, about Mexicans, just putting this image of us being like criminals who are like... Like purposely taking away like white people's lives and jobs. And but they're like voting for him and supporting everything he says. That was the first time I ever realized that my family, like whole relatives and all that were just like had the same ideals as like the racist white people I went to school with and who would like call me, uh, you know, like Beaner and all that. Because my cousins, I think, all around them, like that's all they had. So maybe they're used to that, and maybe it's like a survival tactic to like copy them and like the conservatism, and because they really want to be like accepted. Maybe
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would like to have like an honest discussion with them, but I don't know yeah. if I could. They're they're super stubborn. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't yeah. do I don't do well with arguments. I just like I just fold like a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I asked Alexander what he thought we could do about the increasing polarization in our country, and I think his answer is one we can relate to. There's an idea of what we should do, and then there's what we actually do.
1: Uh, well, like in general, with with Trump supporters, uh, I think I think it is better to, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's better to like talk to them and get to know why they why they think this, these issues. Because there are some people who, like genuinely agree with like Trump's. Um, his policies, like outside of like what what he says about marginalized people, but like people agree with like his his uh, policies on like taxes and all that. So just like try to understand what what attracts them to Trump, uh, I think is a lot better than just like cutting ties with with them or just like unfollowing them from from Facebook and all that. With my family, I can't really say how I would do it because I, I I'm not I haven't really been close to like my relatives since I like think high school. But like once they started their like conservatism talk, that's when I just like yeah I I, I would cut ties with them. So I, I did the mm-hmm. the opposite thing of what I'm I'm saying you should do. Uh, but I would yeah I, I've I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like when the Black Lives Matter movement uh, happened again, this these past couple of months, like try to reach out to them again, just see like why they still have these like ideologies about marginalized people, even though they themselves are in the marginalized group because I don't really want to say I want to like sway them into a different direction because everyone's opinion should should matter I think you know you have to understand that like there's a difference between like political beliefs and like the beliefs of human rights like when people say oh black lives don't matter like that's more of a human right issue rather than the political belief because that's like a human being you're talking about like these people deserve to get shot and all that You're like, oh, that's just politics, but that's the human life you're talking about. So I think I think it's different from like immigration reform and uh, all that. Well, I know my dad for the longest time. He would always like he yeah he is like uh, registered as Republican. He he is more aware now of what the candidates do because before I remember he would just say, oh, I just vote for all the Republicans. But I think he is more aware now what the policies are of the candidates and be a Republican or Democrat, and he does it based off that. Like this year, he actually voted for Biden. And last year, I kind of made him vote for Clinton because <laughs> he was about to vote for Trump like both times just because of the whole Republican thing.
0: Alexander has learned how to have more civil conversations with people with different opinions and beliefs because he himself felt attacked for the conservative beliefs he originally came to college with.
1: Yeah, definitely. I got yeah. I got yelled at a couple times over there. <laughs> I remember my yeah my sophomore year. Right? That's when I realized I'm a I'm a dummy because of all the stuff. That's when I realized how wrong my parents were. Just all all the times I got called out. So yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until like junior years when I like kind of formed my own opinions and thought. That was like the first time I actually like realized who it is I want to be. -hmm. Like for the past like Mm -hmm. 20 years, I was just trying to like follow everyone else. Like, I was trying to be like the people around me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think this Mm -hmm. is like actually like myself for the first time.
0: I asked Alexander if he felt any anger at being corrected or shamed by his peers for some of the conservative things he said.
1: At first, yeah. Because I'm like, my parents taught me all this stuff, and you're telling me this is wrong. Like, I met you for, like, the first time, like, two weeks ago. And you already telling me this is wrong. But, yeah, I was, like, definitely, like, frustrated and, like, confused. But, yeah, so I I, I get why people, like, do get mad when you kind of, like, counterattack their beliefs. Because, like, that's all they know. So, yeah, I was definitely, like, a little bit frustrated and confused, mainly. I remember this one this one person I was talking to. They were, like, talking about someone else. And I guess that, that person said uh, something a little too, like, conservatively. But I remember she told me, she was like, oh, I hate him now. He's problematic. And then she told me, like, what he said, and it was, like, a misogynistic comment. But I guess he didn't know it was misogynistic. But now he doesn't know that it was, like, an offensive thing that he said because he probably didn't even realize because she never, like, spoke out and told him. No, but now he has someone that hates him and doesn't want to, like, ever talk to him again. I was about to say, I never really get to talk about this stuff to anyone Cause uh, yeah, yeah I've I like no one in my family who like thinks the same way as me. You know what I mean? So yeah, I never got to like express myself about like in my family. I tried with my parents, but no, they're stubborn. <laughs> I think it it does more good to keep the conversation going than just walking away from it. Because yeah, they probably maybe they had like the same upbringing as me, where like their parents had the same ideals, and they're just trying to make their parents happy. Because that's definitely what I did. Growing up, I just wanted like my parents to, to uh, to be like proud that I, I think the same as they do. So maybe maybe like yeah, like there's more to to the story, you know. And uh, that that's what happened to me. I just I just tried to like do what everyone else is doing and and trying not not to be like an outsider because I definitely wanted to fit in, and for me that was the only way of fitting in was to have the ideals of them.
0: I'm very grateful to Alexander for agreeing to speak with me. I hope you found something in our conversation that will help you deal with your own struggles with talking to friends and family across the political divide.